the blushing girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, Miss Fine. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield. It's a podcast about the nanny, a hit sitcom from the 90s, starring Fran Drescher. I am Sean DePasquale, here with... Torius Sheffield. That's right, and we are back for Season 6, Episode 2, Fran Gets Shushed. Mm. Written by by Karen Lucas, and directed by friend of the show, Peter Mark Jacobson. Holla. Hi, PMJ. Uh, This is an episode that is basically a normal story, fully grounded in like a nice reality until it isn't anymore. (laughs) Um, And that's my summary. Toria, what's the official, what is the Oh Mr. Sheffield podcast official summary of this episode? This is the episode where uh, Fran and Maxwell both decide to change a little in order to compromise. Uh, basically, Mr. Sheffield's going to try to, you know, be a little more wild, and Fran's going to try to be a little more conservative. And then there are consequences, <laughs> uh, which we will okay. get into. I, my note was this – I said this to you earlier. This felt almost Seinfeldian in how it got resolved. yes. yes. Um, it did. It felt like an episode of Seinfeld. Good for Karen Lucas for really bringing the most Seinfeld that she could. I also should note this episode begins uh, in a place where the last episode ended and began, which is very, very horny. Um, yeah. They're, they're still, they, they are, listen, they're a married couple, which means that they finally, after five seasons of, of teasing it out, they can do the sex all yes. the time now. And so we pick up right where we left off last week, which is, you know, they were bolting up the stairs after they got back from the island in order to go to their bedroom together. We're now in their bedroom. They're in their, like, night clothes. They kind of fall onto the bed together. And uh, Fran is getting louder and louder as they start to kiss. And then Mr. Sheffield shushes her, which, like, instantly like kills the mood um and he goes and it was kind of nice because she was just like oh darling like do you know how long i've waited for this moment to make love to my husband in my home in my <laughs> bed and i was like oh good for fran but then she gets shushed and he's just yeah. like um darling you're a little loud okay. and she's like okay let's talk about the shush but also i want to point out you know it really this episode the first episode started right where the other one left off. This episode kind of st- starts where that one left off. But at some point, we're going to have to make a time jump because she's having babies this year. Yeah, you know? I, I think so. – I don't think it's that the theme of the season is like every – it's, it's, it's 24. <laughs> I hope not. Okay. <laughs> it's it's basically a precursor to 24. What a, what a, wild, what a wild take for the final season. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the shushing. Hmm. This is a mansion. A wow. mansion. They've got so much space. Is he really that worried that she's going to be like too loud? Also, See, come on. Those kids are like 40. I had the opposite take. Mm. I, because she, uh, you know, she even said, well, you liked it when I was loud on the island. And he was like, well, yeah, but you know, that's because no one was all around. His children live in that house. I don't care how old you are. You could be 67 years old and you don't want to hear your parents doing it and as we established later fran's voice carries 
So if my kids were in there, I would I would also be more inhibited in terms of noise unless the house was empty. Okay, that's fair. Do you think there's a better way he could have done it? <laughs> yes, I I will give you that. Do you think it could have been handled with a little more tact? I will give you that. Yes, you. instead Thank of you. instead of a shh. <laughs> I mean, he could have been like, you know, the, uh, the kids might hear, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be more exciting if we are quiet. I don't know. He could have just even just a kind reminder. But like, I don't know. He felt he sounded so upset when he did. He's like, shush. Well, he's a very repressed formal British, man and British we even get into yeah. how deep this goes later we do then he's like he's like well we were alone on the island and then she's like we're alone here except for this yenta and she throws open the door <laughs> to reveal niles on his knees with his ear up against the peephole and he he gets caught and he just sort of like waves his fingers like toodaloo like and then he, he crawls away on his knees it's very funny <laughs> it was so funny but the thing is this um exchange it, it has devolved into such a fight like she is so upset and kind of just embarrassed and, and just yeah. angry that she's like you know what I'm gonna go sleep at my mother's um and I do think well that was an overreaction is <laughs> it is something that I might do in the right circumstances or the wrong circumstances um so you think I, you would overreact as equal because like I get it sometimes you gotta go put space but like this this uh, well, here's we, we can also get into the this marriage late. just started. I like how this basically now it's like almost like a it's like a he said she said because their marriage is getting we're like well, what's your take on this? No, no, I just I personally can sometimes overreact, and I would probably be halfway to Queens before I started <laughs> calming down, and then I might be too proud to just turn around and go home. So I can see how this could happen. This show also serves as like the perfect portrait for why Tori and I would never work as a couple. Would we both do that? <laughs> no, I would hate that. I would be so upset if you did that. <laughs> like, uh, unless it was would... like a relationship ending fight, I would be like, where are you going? <laughs> what did I do recently that was just so silly? Something terrible. Something so uh, – you see, it happens so often that no, I, I don't even <laughs> – All right. Well, I we're great podcasting yelling. partners. No, hold on. We'll cut it. But why oh. was that? Oh, I know what it was. Kyle asked me who I was talking to because um, he saw it on his like ring cam in the backyard. And I was like, I was home alone in that side of your business. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really? Like, I was like, don't you ever ask me what I'm doing when I'm home alone because that's Whoa. my time. Well, because I felt spied on. But the reality Whoa. is he checks his ring cam compulsively for cats. Whenever it says, whenever it says there's movement in the backyard, he's on that rim cam. It has nothing to do with me. But then I just was feeling angry for. I was just feeling I needed a punching bag, and that's where. That wow. <laughs> but anyway, so then I apologized. Moments like it's. I came down. I came down from that pretty fast, actually. But so this evolved into such a fight that Fran puts on her boots and her shoes, and she. she goes to Queens. And so then we cut to Fran getting to her parents' apartment. It's 2 a.m. Sylvia is up eating lamb chops. And it's because she, Fran, she's like, why are you eating? And she's like, well, I can't eat pills on an empty stomach. And she's like, what are the pills for? And she's like, indigestion. <laughs> but so um, Sylvia's up already. And 
Priyan sits down and she basically starts to cry. And she's like, you know, you know, Maxwell and I got into this huge fight and I, I'm worried that things are already falling apart. And Sylvia, uh, you know, when I love it when she gives this sage mom advice, Oh, mm-hmm. because Fran also says, you know, he's, he thinks I'm too loud in the bedroom. She screams. She goes, she goes, Maxwell thinks I'm too loud in the bedroom. Yep. <laughs> and then Sylvia's like, you know, marriage is about compromise. It's about give and take. So, you know, she's like, you know, for example, your father, he loves to speak Spanish at me in the bedroom and I've never (laughs) liked it. And she's like, but the flip side is from that, I learned to order from El Pollo Yoko (laughs) or El Pollo Loco, which I realized, I think that's only on the West coast. So it might've been a little, uh, continuity Mm. error but that is i I don't think they're on these coasts maybe they were back then but she basically is like oh and she's like and i also learned to say um can i borrow a yellow pencil in in south florida we had pollo tropical pollo tropical chicken on the grill see in dc we just had boston market (laughs) um but so so then you know sylvia's basically like you know yeah you know you it's give and take that's a marriage a big part of marriage is and she's like hey and when things start when things start to get really heated in the bedroom, do what I do: shove a hostess snowball in your mouth. It'll keep you quiet for about thirty seconds. <laughs> um, and it was also great because in the scene between Fran's sobs, she would stop to talk about how delicious those lamb chops were. She'd be like, "Did you put Italian seasoning on this?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's really that that whole scene is is so well played. The 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 way. F- uh, the way Fran is like sobbing and complimenting her her mother's food and like it and chewing, uh-huh. it's it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Because she stops sobbing to ask questions about the food, so it does seem very <laughs> like she's faking for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, then we cut back to the mansion same night. Maxwell, he's still in the bedroom in his pajamas, and he's talking this all out with Niles, and he's like, he's like, oh Niles, what did I do wrong? <laughs> Niles is like, well, you don't talk to me nicely. My birthday is coming gone. And he's like, no, about Fran. And <laughs> Niles basically is like, well, you know, you're very uptight. And and Maxwell gets super, super defensive. He ends up getting very worked up and he yells at Niles. And he's like, you know, would it kill you to ever be on my side for once? I'm the one who hired you. I'm the one who let you get, I'm the one who lets you get away with all the things you think I don't know about. I don't even know why I bother keeping you around sometimes. And, and he really like reaches a crescendo. And then Niles is just like, that's the passion she wants to see. Like that's the man she wants. And he's like, no, I could live without him. <laughs> but you know, Niles kind of like, out, like he, he very uh, geniusly makes his point by working Mr. Chaffield up. Yeah. And then, so, you know, so Fran gets that advice from Sylvia that you kind of have to compromise and, and, Mr. Sheffield gets that advice from Niles that, you know, maybe she rightfully wants to see a little more passion. So we then cut to the next morning and Fran is trying to sneak back into the house. So the kids don't know that they fought last night, which I thought was adorable. Yeah. It's really cute. It, the, uh-huh. the way she's doing it too. Cause she's in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. hiding. <laughs> she's like, she's like hiding in the closet. And I, and I think Brighton opens it and she's like there. <laughs> well, she's like pretending she tries to pretend she was just stepping out, even yeah. though she's stepping in. Um, and, and Brighton's like, Fran, it's okay. You know, we heard the, f- the fight. You know, well, she, she's like, she's like, Oh, did you hear it? And he's like, Fran, they heard it in Michigan. <laughs> yes, yeah. Which is a Which, great line. To my point, 
Mr. Shotfield may have been right to be like, let's be a little careful. No, and they I, heard the fight, not the sex. Well, they could have heard it if he didn't stop her. Those little perverts. Uh, also, I wrote, Gracie's outfit is so on trend for 2023. Uh, so on trend. The style totally came yep. back around. She looks like a little 90s girl, mm-hmm. which also looks like a little now person. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing. Now person. The li- yeah, that, that's what that's what we call young people. Yeah, we don't we don't gender the kids anymore, so they're now people. What are the now people up to? <laughs> what kind of music are they listening to? No, I. You know what? I don't even know this, if, if this is a now person thing or just a me thing. I am distraught that Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are getting divorced. Oh, all of the Joes: Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, Joe Maginello uh, Mag- Mag- and uh, and <gasps> Sophia Vergara. Uh, Vergara. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a third Joe in there, but I forget who it was. But Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift. Yes. Oh my that god, that's what it was. I, I all don't. The Joes. I wonder all if the now people are are as upset. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it was it was a it was a, a a regular murderer's row of Joes. It was like the red wedding of Joes. Ugh. Someone was like, "Hey, tell all the Joes they're about to be single," and then all of the girls left them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was talking to Monica, and she said that everybody knows that Joe Jonas is the bad Jonas brother. This will be super timely when this comes out in two weeks. <laughs> okay. Well, then we cut. We're back at the mansion. Yep. Uh, Fran snuck in. Gracie's outfit is on point. Fran heads to Mr. Sheffield's office. And while she's walking over there, they shoehorn in that Maggie is dating a pre-med student um, and and that he's Jewish. And I think we can all assume it's because we know she's getting married at the end of this season. Oh, is that why? So they can start seating the boyfriend? I think so. And but I thought it was adorable. She's like, she's like, Fran, you know, that med, that pre-med student I'm totally in love with. I've got a date with him. And Fran's like, oh, that's great. And then she goes, and he's Jewish. And she's like, "Ah!" like she almost like screams in joy, which I, I also thought was actually very sweet because it shows that like she truly loves these kids like they're her own like th- that yes. excited her as if it was her own flesh and blood yes. and then Fran goes into the office and Mr. Sheffield's actually working out on his terrace and he's in jeans and a t-shirt which he's never in and he admits that you know he he's decided you know he he heard what she said and he wants to try to to loosen up and kind of meet somewhere in the middle and she says the same exact thing. And she's like, you know, I- I'm going to try to be a little more. And then she whispers, demure. <laughs> well, well, it's funny when he first, because he, he goes, I'm going to try to be more loosey-goosey. And she's like, you should start by not saying loosey-goosey anymore. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. And then she keeps being like, demure. Demure. <laughs> and, yeah. and he doesn't hear it. So then she's like, demure. But I also noted that we have never had a scene out on the terrace in five whole seasons. Have you noticed that? Yeah, they got a new set for the for the final season. Because it, I mean, it used to just be like a little strip uh, as a, with a backdrop. And mm-hmm. they clearly like extended it a little bit so that they could film out there. Uh, out there being, you know, still in the studio, but it looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, it's a new, a new place. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. We, we established that they're going to try to, meet they got that the- final season money to burn. Uh, I wonder if, uh, we're going to get like new rooms that we've never seen before. Yeah. Like, like bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. One, one room is going to be rendered completely in Pixar style 3d. Oh God. So, be so awesome. Yeah, so, so tight. So tight. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So then we cut to that night. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. And we also established in that scene on the terrace that um, they're going to a business dinner that night and they will plan to make sure no one is in the house afterwards. Like they're going to, you know, make sure the kids all have something to do ostensibly so they can have very loud sexola <laughs> too uncomfortable saying i'm too immature <laughs> i'm just too immature to say that word they, they want to do the old but so we then cut to that night and fran is with val at the mansion and my first note was Ew, cut that get that out of here i don't even know why you did that so fast with mouth? my cheek let me try. No, no, no! Don't <laughs> slap it. You gotta, you gotta pinch it and kind of just like, like, like loosen your mouth and then just pull it away from your face, and then slap it against your teeth. I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> Didn't know I could hate something so much. Where were we? Okay, so we then cut to that evening. Fran is with Val in the living room, and Fran is dressed way more conservatively than we have ever seen her. She's in like a high necked kind of loose black dress, black gown. And, um, you know, we further established that she's orchestrated it so that every kid's going to be out of the house that night. And she even says to Val, like, oh, like, thank you so much for watching Gracie. And Val's like, oh, it's no big deal. I just had to cancel a date. And Fran's like, oh my God, you did? And she's like, no, I just wanted to hear how that would sound. <laughs> or like, I just want to hear what that sounded like. Um, and then also... Fran finds out that Maggie was planning to be at the mansion to do yes. a movie night with her boyfriend. But she's like, no, no, no. You're going to Val's too. And Val's like, it's okay. Y'all privacy. I got that new accordion door. <laughs> Which I just thought, was, can you imagine being like 19 and you think you're going to have a date at the house and you got to go to Val's. <laughs> Val's apartment. and But like she's presumably also there. Yes, with Maggie. I mean, yeah. crazy. And you're separated by an accordion door. Bummer. Bummer city. Um, and then Niles comes down and he's like coughing and pretending to be sick. And he's pulling this big fake sick act. And then, <laughs> and then she's like, well, you know what might help? Um, a uh, suite at the Waldorf Astoria, jacuzzi, room service. And no. then he's like, maybe. And then she's like, hey, Niles, when I used to pull that act, I used to get a per diem. Like basically being when she used to pull that uh, right. fake sick thing, she got even more out of Mr. Sheffield. And it is super weird now to think that like she has so much money at her disposal. Yeah. And that she's Niles' boss. It's very odd. It is. It's a very strange dynamic. They're not really leaning into that aspect of it. Yeah. Which I kind of yeah. like. I'd be very bummed out if Fran suddenly was like lording it over Niles. But then Fran bumps into Cece, who looks incredible. She's dressed to the nines. 
And it turns out Cece also is assuming that she's going to this business dinner. And Fran's <laughs> like, don't like, didn't you think he was gonna take his wife to the dinner? And she's like, that would be crazy. She's dead. She's like, Oh, you mean you? <laughs> Which is like, I do love that she keeps forgetting that they're married. Um, and Fran's basically, it's it's funny because Fran very candidly is like, Miss Babcock, like move on, get a life. And CC's like, never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> so so then um so then Maxwell comes out and and he confesses to Fran that he's he's incredibly nervous about this business dinner because uh, it's hosted by this very famous playwright. And apparently every year Andrew Lloyd Andrew Lloyd Webber is also at this dinner party and the playwright always gives his latest play to Andrew Lloyd Webber to produce. Um, and so it's always like very disappointing. And he's like, but this year, Andrew Lloyd Webber is out of town. And Fran, Fran goes, oh my God, so you might actually have a shot, <laughs> which is like very earnest and excited, but also shows how little faith they all have in him. Yes. And so, and, and she's like, you know, don't worry, honey. Like if you need a supportive completely just like conservative, classy wife, like that's what you're going to get. And she turns on her, her heels and she walks out the door and we realize that the dress is actually completely backless. Yes. Uh, and he, he literally like runs after her with a shawl. Which like, oh my God. Yeah, it was. It Come was on. It was completely classy dress. Like just because you could see her back. It's not like it was like, well, you can see like her butt cheeks. <laughs> Sean, you just revealed yourself to be completely unclassy because you don't even know how unclassy that dress is. <laughs> is it? I mean, I think maybe for this type the of event. Because the back's open? I think for this type of event, it, it'd be more conservative. <gasps> Sean, what, you, Is I it a puritanical event? So, like, what are they You know, Sean is just, he's just constantly wearing his backless his backless shirts. And All my shirts are backless. <laughs> and he just, I just can't convince him that it really is not the right vibe for a yeah. lot of professionals. I don't understand what the problem is. It's like <laughs> my back breathes better this way. <laughs> anyway. It doesn't get as sweaty unless I sit in a car with that fake leather stuff. So today, when I, I, I told Sean earlier, I'm doing jury duty and I got so overheated during the lunch break that I came into the courthouse and I did lift up the back of my shirt and I leaned it against the cold marble <laughs> while, I, while I waited for court to, to, uh, resume and it felt good. Hey, listen, more power to you. Yeah. I'm I'm so not, no, no judgment here. Not for me, nor our, our listeners. They're uh, uh, kind people. They're pro Toria. They are pro Toria. So, so then we cut to the dinner that night, and it is mm -hmm. going fabulously. Like, Fred yes. is charming, and she's charming the famous writer. And he's like, clearly, the writer clearly thinks she's very sexy and actually loves that she's wearing a, a backless dress. Mm -hmm. And this scene I thought was so adorable. And I actually loved it because it, it really showed that, like, there's not a power dynamic in this couple and that they really do support each other because it's going well and we cut to them literally running into a bathroom and closing the door and jumping up and down giddily because yep. um we find out that this playwright has just agreed to give his latest play to maxwell and he is he's not like she's so genuinely happy for him and he's so genuinely grateful that he has her by his side like he's clearly like i couldn't yes. have done this without you like we did it we did it and they jump up and down and then he's like okay now but please please leave because i need to pee although he doesn't say it exactly like that but he's basically yeah. like yes I, i've got to do my business and fran is like completely baffled by this because she was there like kind of powdering her nose and she's like honey like 
we're married. You, you can just go. And he's, he's literally like, darling, I'm English. There are some things that we will never share. And like, this is one of them. And, and he's very serious about it. He's like, get out, get out, get out. I really have to be, I really have to pee. And, and for it, I, I feel like this is like, it's, I could, I don't know. This is actually something that I was curious what you would feel about because friends like, we're so close. We're family. Like you would, you should definitely be able to pee in front of me. And he's like, no, 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 that's, that's a very, very private thing that you don't even share with your wife. And she starts to push it. Literally. She's like, okay, okay. And she grabs the doorknob and it breaks. <laughs> uh, so she's stuck in there with him. And yes. I was just like, just run the shower, man. You know, like, yeah, same. bro, just whip it out and take a pee. What are we talking about? And then to, to take it to the extent, I mean, here's where the episode lost me a little bit, right? I, I literally, my note grows. Is he insane that he makes his wife stand on the ledge of a <laughs> building so he can pee? Like, what a, well, what a I, weirdo. I think it is. It is a bit of a culture difference. Like I do think there are probably some very, very I don't formal care. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, you put so you, your the person's life at risk because you can't just take a little pee pee in the toy toy. <laughs> no, that was I admit it was extreme. But we have to remember it's a sitcom. It's going to be a heightened reality. But so you know, for any listener who uh, hasn't watched this episode and doesn't know what we're talking about, we then <laughs> what was that? It's a rim oh. shot. What? Why was Stop, it's too loud. Great joke. <laughs> that's not it. That doesn't even sound like the that should be like did undone. Well, you're doing that's not even right. You're just you're just using random symbol sound effects. <laughs> uh but so <laughs> he ba- we basically get to the point where he's so uncomfortable by the idea of her hearing him or seeing him pee that he has her go stand out on the ledge. And so she's kind of just like walking back and forth and talking about whatever pops into her head while he pees. And she ends up losing her balance it's and falling. Horrific. <laughs> like two stories. <laughs> terrific. It's my worst. I I went, oh, I like, I was like, what is the show doing? <laughs> I know. And then, and she, it's literally two stories. And then we cut instantly to a funeral. Yes. Not Fran's funeral. It is No, but they make you think that like for a half a beat, you're like, oh, wait, is this? And then you see Fran sitting there and you're like, oh, what is happening on this show? (laughs) It turns out she fell on the playwright whose name was Wendell. (laughs) Yes. And he's dead. She crushed him unto death. Yeah, she murdered and him with her body. While Wendell, si- Wendell Kent. Wendell Kent. Rest and in while peace. They are sitting at the funeral. They are bickering because yeah. she's like, you know, this never would have happened if we didn't try to change each other so much. And he's yes. like, and you know, they're going back and forth, going back and forth. And it turns out they're they're sitting next to Wendell's wife and mother. <laughs> they keep like putting their foot in their mouth because they keep insulting him. <laughs> and um, the the button of this was uh so that's basically like the last scene of the episode by the way you you recognize wendell's mom yeah i did i was gonna i was gonna tell you she's from from the wedding singer yeah rosie from the wedding singer the little rapping granny yep 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 she was also the grandma in the wedding crashers and in uh uh she was disco dotty in 54 oh wow yeah. I never saw 54, but I just Oh, that's a great movie. Is that the one with like Brian Felipe and Nev Campbell? Um 
Yes, I think so. And uh, Mike Myers, right? Yeah, that's yeah. so weird. I yeah, Breckin Myers in it. Yeah, it's a good I movie. I didn't even know that movie existed until a few days ago when for some reason IMBD played me a trailer. You'd love oh, it. Oh, wait. You know why it played me the trailer? Because I was on her IMBD. <laughs> Ah, well, you'd love the movie. It's a good movie. Okay. I do love Nev Campbell. Yeah, you'd like it. It's Uh, a good one. All right. Uh, But so, you know, they play this, you know, what Wendell's death is a joke and Fran and Mr. Sheffield decide, you know, they're not going to work so hard to compromise. Well, it's a joke to everyone except his mother. Yeah. (laughs) And his his widow, I assume. (laughs) But so then the button of the episode is Niles and Fran are – listening outside the door of Mr. Sheffield's office and he's just laughing hysterically and he comes out and he's like, and they're like, what are you laughing at? And they're like, he's like, Oh, Oh, because we had also established in the last scene that upon his death, uh, his widow gave the rights to all his remaining works to Andrew Lloyd Webber. So Mr. Sheffield did not get the play he was promised. But so now he's cracking up and they're like, what are you laughing at? And he's like, I'm reading Wendell Ken's latest play. The one that, you know, we were going to produce. It's hilarious. And they're like, well, then why are you happy? And he's like, because it's supposed to be a drama. (laughs) And so I guess we're supposed to think it's all for the best that Fran crushed a man. (laughs) Yep. It's fine. When she went out on the ledge, it kind of lost me. But then I really liked the way they they it they kind of buttoned it like a Seinfeld episode, and it, it got took a very dark turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. I will say this though, in Mr. Sheffield's defense, there yeah. are some people, although some pee, people who pee in front of you too early. Like mm. like there's sometimes friends will pee in front. I'm just like you know, like that time when we the first day we met, and I, <laughs> I was like, hold on, I gotta pee. And then I just did it on the sidewalk like, in New York. <laughs> and you're like, this is a job interview. No, but what you know what is real? That's not real, listeners. But Sean did ask me if I had any weed the first time we met. Yeah. And I, I he was a true California guy and I was a true East Coast kid. And I had I didn't even know where to find weed, let yeah. alone give it to Sean. Yeah. And I was uh, like, hey man, I need my medicine. Yeah. I've got a I've got a medical card and everything. Um, do you do you really? I mean, I did. You don't need well, it anymore. It's it's legal. Well, <laughs> see, see what I know. See, I'm definitely not um, it's legal in the state. You can go the- to any dispensary at any time now, as long as you're over 21. You know, the now people are probably laughing at me. They probably are. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, good news, Toria. Last week, I jokingly, half jokingly, promised that I would make a different segment theme for every single episode of this season. And then I did it. So <laughs> I wish you had uh, saved that surprise for on air. He surprised me like right before we started recording. I did. So. I did. And now, guess what, Toria? We should go into our segments theme because it's time for segments. Okay. Super. And so. now, segments. Are we ready for segments? We are so ready for segments. Let's go. Um, all right, so segment time. Segments. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to our segments? Um, should we get into our segments? Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> 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 okay, so 
First of all, listeners, I have not heard any of these until they actually play. So you have to understand these are all my, this is my first time hearing them. I just had this extreme visual of us in like Lycra and like headbands, like dancing to this. And I'm just like, we got it. We got to make, well, you got to film yourself and I got to film myself and then we got to cut it together. Okay. Oh, that's fun. Should we do a bit with every segment's theme? Hmm. I, we don't, I'm literally, I'm on jury duty working full time. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I would love to. Well, this one we definitely can do. Mm-hmm. It's short and sweet. We both got probably workout clothes. We could do all of these probably. They're not that hard. <laughs> Sean, stop. Stop. Um, Promising things that we're never going to deliver yeah. on. I was going to say, uh, what's that word? My brain is so fried, everybody, today. I. It's been a long day. Where you, you don't merge. Minimize. Stop minimizing my struggle. Wow. You can be going, mm, but it's not that hard. Mm, but you probably have time. Uh, but anyway, that was incredible. Um, Thank you. And I really, actually, I kind of want to hear it again. I might make you play play it out at the end. Um, oh, that's okay. Fun. Okay. So favorite lines and moments. Um, I loved when Fran cried to Sylvia. She's like, Maxwell thinks I'm too loud in the bedroom. And Sylvia goes, so we quiet a food. Because <laughs> that's the only that's, thing she can imagine happening in a breakfast. That's, that's what she does. Yeah, in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I did love Fran whispering, Demure. Demure. I'm going to be more Demure. She's <laughs> so funny. I really liked, I thought the best line of the episode, quite frankly, was Fran being like, look, it's not a big deal. Like, just because me and your father fought, it doesn't, and I slept at my mother's house, it doesn't mean that we're going to get a divorce. And then Gracie goes, well, then why did daddy call his attorney? And Fran goes, what? And she's like, kidding, yes. which was like, is so good. <laughs> Such a good bit. She is. You know what? She probably is a very funny person, like as she gets older, because she's, Hell yeah. she's very smart. She was a very witty child. So it, it stands to reason that as she gets older, she just gets smarter and funnier. She was great. That was great. I thought that was the highlight of the episode. As far as like zingers, that was probably the best one of the episode. Mm-hmm. I also really liked uh, Maxwell being like, I'm British. <laughs> like yes. there's some things I cannot do. Uh-huh. Um, um, I bet you that my, I mean, I'd have to ask my mom, not that she would remember, but my, my dad was English. I bet you he would never have done that. Let's call her live on air. Hey, did your ex uh, husband ever pee in front of you? Um, so on, on all in all, like I just I I enjoyed this episode. It was it was silly, but it was it was funny, and and I I you know it definitely was the kind of thing where it spurred a lot of conversation. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know? Yeah. Um, for Yiddish, we had Yenta when. <laughs> Fran is like, we are alone, except for this Yenta, <laughs> referring to Niles, of course, <laughs> Yenta being a busybody. And then this is not Yiddish, but it is a very Jewish thing. Um, mm. Fran says she, she's like, mm, these cra-, while they're at the party, she's like, these crab cakes are delicious. Can I have the recipe so my mom can recreate it with scrod? <laughs> so scrod <laughs> is a white fish that they make like a lot of imitation crab from. And so a lot of Jewish people eat it a lot because, because, um, shellfish is not kosher, but you know, you will make crab cakes out of scrod and shrimp things out of scrod. And, uh, so I, I was, I just hadn't heard the word in a very long time. I never heard the word before. So thank you for that. I finally, finally, six seasons. And I finally learned something from you. Yeah. 
What, what, if, what if I disappeared? <laughs> <laughs> you just you just become a ball of light and, and, and ascend into the heavens. Finally! Burp. <laughs> okay, that was the right one. Thank you. Okay, finally. <laughs> so um, for Nanny Trivia, so this is kind of interesting. Yeah. So Wendell Kent, who was the playwright, mm-hmm. he was – and I'll tell you this. I – wrote this nanny trivia down long enough ago this week that I don't remember it. So this could be new to both of us. This is like you had amnesia. Yeah. It's been such a busy week. So Wendell Kent was played uh-huh. by an actor named Ray Strickland. Oh. And from I am Ray Strickland. You do? Yeah, man. That guy was like Oski Woski character actor. He was so, in like a bajillion things, but he was most famous for one of the soap operas my mom watched. I forget which well, one. Well, but listen to this. So he was an actor until the 70s. Yeah. Um, and then after – and he was sort of projected at a young age to be like the next big thing. Oh. And that didn't really ever happen to him. And um, oh. not only was it like just a personal disappointment, but he's like quoted as saying that he he had been living beyond his means because, he, you know, there had been all this expectation placed on him and he really thought he was going to be the guy. And so when that didn't happen – he switched gears and he actually became one of the most influential publicists in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And he worked with some of the biggest names in the industry, including Elizabeth Taylor and Bette Davis. Mm-hmm. So he, he was like a big time publicist. And then though the, it, it says like the urge to act never left him. And he kind of made like a triumphant return to the stage. And he became quote, the most award honored LA stage actor of wow. the eighties. He was twice named best actor of the year by the Los Angeles drama's critics circle. And he was also Holy nominated shit. for a golden globe twice. Wow. Um, and Ray so, Strickland. Mm-hmm. And then I also, we already covered this. I said the actress who played Wendell Kent's mother, Ellen Albertini Dow was the old lady. From the wedding singer. Let's get him on the show. I think he died several years ago. Let me see. Hold on. Nineteen twenty-eight to two thousand two. All right. Well, let's yeah. not get him on the show well, because that know, would be scary. Ellen Albertini Dow. I think she lived to be like uh, to twenty fifteen or something. She yeah. she she was two hundred and thirty-two. <gasps> so uh, we were going to move on to the friend of the CC, but I realized we forgot to do the friend of the CC a couple episodes ago. But I don't even remember which one. I just noticed it when I was editing. So what's mm. done is done. We can't go back. Mia culpa, um, mea culpa. We got so overexcited about something else that we forgot. But so yeah, this episode, we, what if what if like listeners were just like so angry and we just got like an outpouring of like, but who was the fan? Who was the CC? No, it would be really funny if I just played the outro and we just ended the show. No, no. <laughs> so okay, well we kind of already established this. I I said within two seconds of this episode, I related to Fran. The slightest annoyance can sometimes send me into a rage. Hmm. And I'm very lucky that I have a very uh, understanding partner. <laughs> See, I related to Fran for different reasons, which mm. is that I am nothing like Mr. Sheffield. I'm much more like outgoing and, you, you know, like uh, uh, loose and uh, sort of, you know, forgiving mm. of things, uh, not as uptight. Um, so I, I, I felt like if it's, if it's her or him, um, I'm more like her. Wow. Um, this is sobering because I realize I'm both the worst of them in this episode because uh, I not only would have stormed across town for no reason, I'm the uptight one in my relationship. I always go, I always go, I, I'm, I'm getting out of the shower. Don't look. Wow. Don't look. 
yeah, I don't, I refuse to be looked at. You lived it. <laughs> I don't like it. He just knows it. And I go, don't look, don't look. I think, I think cause I grew up in a very modest household. I was an English person. Interesting. 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 All right. Well, listen, now, we learned something very important this week, uh, listeners. Don't look at Toria. Never don't make. Look at don't me. look at her. <laughs> don't look at her. If we ever do a live show, much like uh, Sia, we're gonna have her behind a curtain, <laughs> and uh, the part of Toya will be played by a young uh, ballet dancer. A young Jodie Foster. <laughs> a young Jodie Foster. Oh, what a callback! So, I, I think that's it. Um, listen, oh, Mister Chef Pod. It's on. It's on. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's on Reddit. What? That's right. I made what? an account so I could make a post on Reddit in the Nanny subreddit. Hi, Nanny subreddit listeners, uh, to promote the show. Um, so we'll see if that gets any new people to listen to it. It's never too late to tune in. Um, and also, I want to say thank you to the people that have been emailing us. That has been great and very satisfying. Also, thank you to the people that have been answering the questions on Spotify. We see you. We see you, we see you, and we feel you. Oh, and that quickly, quickly reminded me that um, we recently got a, a review on Apple, which mm. made us both laugh so hard <laughs> yes. that I just, I need to share it. And whoever wrote it, you are friggin' genius. It's from Sarah G1459. And she goes, this podcast bestows an honor upon me, which is unparalleled within my universe. Five stars, which is what Sylvia says when she meets Liz Taylor on the show. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, it was not only incredibly flattering to give us such a great review, but it was like an incredible callback to a, a line that we both are obsessed with. So it was, you know, five stars to that review. If I could, if I could review a review, it would be five stars. Wow. Yeah, me too. It was great. It made me laugh. Um, I'll also, I, I do want to note, we've, we've kind of started to, to make mention, this is our final season. So we've been trying to figure out what we're going to do next. And, uh, we have solicited opinions and people have, uh, was, I've, a lot of people have said dinosaurs. Um, uh, one person made, uh, four very convincing arguments for why we should continue with the Fran Drescher cinematic, uh, universe. Um, uh, basically saying that our knowledge of pop cultural things, uh, relates to living with Fran and happily divorced since they're somewhat connected to the nanny and often allude to and break the fourth wall. She also says the segment section is always entertaining, especially when we discuss Jewish words, which we would be able to continue to do because Fran often incorporates her Jewishness into other roles that she plays. Uh, also that the audience we've gained over the last couple of years, would continue to tune in and grow due to their loves of Fran and sitcoms. Uh, and that the beautician and the beast princesses and the nanny reunion and Nosh to remember are also perfect pinpoints in Fran's career to analyze the brilliance and evolution of Fran and Peter's humor filled partnership. So those are all very good points. Um, I don't know what we're going to do yet. Toria. I gotta think about it. Um, yeah. We still got we still got episodes to decide. We got time. It's only episode two, so mm -hmm. keep sending in your thoughts, uh, and we'll figure it out eventually. And on that note, Toria, <gasps> goodbye, goodbye. And now segments. Are we ready for segments? We are so ready for segments. Let's go. Um, segment? All right, so segment time. 
segments. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to our segments? Um, should we get into our segments? Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. 